Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hey. You haven't heard her voice in a minute. <laughs> and that's Char. We are in the studio. We have a very special guest, but before we get to that, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us at bff.fm every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 a.m. Uh, today on the show, we have Tony Newman, uh, author, fundraiser, executive director of the famed St. James Infirmary in San Francisco. Liver of life. Um, <laughs> she has lived. Um, she's lived a lot of different lives. And I think for a lot of people, their job is their title. But I think for her, her life is her title. <laughs> what she said. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, she's just way more than just a job title. Yeah. She encompasses a lot. She's been through a lot. And she's so strong and mm. powerful. <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting back and just yep. looking at her. Yep. Please talk more. Please yeah. talk more, Tony. Yeah. So uh, we had Tony on the show uh, to talk not only about herself and her life, but because she's going to be one of the main speakers, featured speakers at San Francisco's Women's March on uh, January 18th. So we had her in studio. We had a lovely chat. We're going to have you listen to it, and we'll see you on the other side. really special guest in studio this evening. Her name's Tony Newman. And uh, not only is she an author, a screenwriter, um, also a uh, executive director of St. James Infirmary, she will also be speaking at the San Francisco Women's March on January 18th. So welcome onto our mics. Yay. Thank you Tony. for having me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, reading your bio a little bit and uh, got really excited to have you on the show. Um, I know the legacy of St. James Infirm- Infirmary a little bit. So if you want to um, introduce that first, sure. let's, let, let's get into it. St. James was uh, founded in 1999 by Margaret St. James um, and several other people. Um, it is a peer-based occupational health safety clinic for sex workers, their families, and those associated with sex work, especially transgender folk. And we have been in business for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been the ED for two years, and I'm proud to say after um, 19 years of cis white women, they appointed a <laughs> trans woman of color wow. yeah. uh, to run St. James. About time. And uh, it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I was uh, looking up your background, and you have a real legacy of working in nonprofit work. So mm-hmm. did you feel all of that work just led you into this role? Uh, I started 10 years ago with EQCA. Uh, they fought for marriage the first time. We lost. Mm-hmm. I joined them on the second go-round and fought and raised money uh, for equality for marriage, and uh, we won. And then I started as an associate development associate coordinator, and then I went to a chief development officer for Maitree, the AIDS hospital here in the city, working with Michael Smithwick, Michael Sorensen, Bill Music. And it just came to me that uh, St. James was looking for ED. I actually live in L.A. I fly home every weekend. Oh, do you? Wow. Uh, okay. I, I live in Silver Lake. Uh, okay. Uh, very hipster area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's from L.A. Yeah. And uh, I live in Millbrae when I'm here in a tech house. Okay. Monday through Thursday. Wow, and, not uh, bad. And uh, I took it. My husband said, you know, go, go ahead and try it. And it's been two years, and it's been a, a great adventure yeah. of trying to bring St. James to the place it really should be mm-hmm. um, and how it should be represented. Mm. And uh, I, I take great pride in that. 
Well, when it comes to nonprofit work, of course, you know, you can have all these great ideas and you know what direction you want to take it in, but fundraising is going to be the biggest part of that and the biggest struggle. And were you always good at that? How how did you know? Well, I think St. James in two years ago, um, to be honest, we were in a de- they were in a deficit. Uh, we were at 234 Eddy Street in the Tom Wydell O Clinic, Leaky Roofs some other things that were going on bad clinic 20 years old and they they needed a change um uh development fundraising corporate fundraising that's what i've done for the last decade um and uh i started out at eqca and worked with great people and learned how to fundraise um i seem to have a knack for it a passion for it and i think that's the way they wanted to take saint james in the in 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 the in the 20th year anniversary they needed money (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they were almost, uh, you know, over 100000 in debt. Mm-hmm. And we were in a bad clinic. Numbers were down. Uh, you know, we were on Eddie. And, you know, drug dealing happening. Things are just, you know, not by anyone's fault. It just had deteriorated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it needed a reboost, mm-hmm. a rebirth. And uh, that's what I brought. Uh, after six months, we moved. New clinic, new therapy rooms, new offices, new desk. And I began to really fundraise, and people like Mayor Breed and the Board of Supervisors recognized that and uh, gave quite a bit of money to make us almost double our budget from $1.1 to over $2 million. Wow, it's uh, amazing. So it's amazing. Do you teach lessons? We could use some. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> we might need you to help with a little I'm bit, still, Chuck. I'm still fundraising. I'm no expert. <laughs> um, so, wow, you're, you're living here part-time and in L.A. part-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your history in San Francisco, then, if if I may ask? Um, my tree, um, Eighth Hospital. Okay. Uh, was yeah. looking for a director of development. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a Wake Forest and Chapel Hill background. Okay. Um, Michael Smithwick is uh, from has parents living in Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm mm. from Jacksonville. Okay. And uh, him and uh, Jill Stockwell, one of the board of directors, and Mark Wallace. And other board members, I sent in a resume. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd been in a position where my current CEO had died in mm. her bathroom. Um, someone else took over when I was the interim director of development and communications. I felt unsure about my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how uh, he, um, a conservative, uh, straight, white male, mm. would feel about working with a African-American trans woman. Mm-hmm. For seven months, he was excellent to me, but I just wasn't sure. Mm. And then he eventually, uh, they brought in a a, 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 a a white straight woman okay. to be the director of development and communications. I was no longer interim. I mm. was under her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt some kind of way about that. I felt a little slighted, a little hurt that uh, the black CEO had promised me something. Mm-hmm. She died in her bathroom. Um, unexpectedly, mm. after we'd had a big party and uh, no fort to his own, I was left in a in a precarious situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just thought, time for change, time for something different. Um, looked around, and uh, someone shot me my tree. As <laughs> someone shot mm-hmm. me St. James. Mm-hmm. They said, you should check this out. I, I would vote for you. <laughs> Send it in. And both of those incidents, didn't really think I had a chance. Mm. Um, you know, just like, hmm. Um, my tree, San Francisco, don't know a soul. Yeah, um, worked there for three years. N- know everybody. Mm-hmm. Know all the corporations. Mm-hmm. Google, Twilio, who just gave me a hundred grand. So I made great friends. Yeah, and I brought all of that to St. James. Yeah, 
and uh, it's worked out quite well from what I did three years at my tree of supporting poor people with AIDS Mm -hmm. who have mental health issues, substance abuse issues, and St. James, very similar. Mm -hmm. These are people who have issues, and they need a voice. Mm -hmm. No one understands that voice better than I. Mm -hmm. So. I think that's I think that's such a beautiful story of how you ended up there, and and that's another example of you know something seemingly horrible happening to you. You didn't feel good about the situation, but it it ended up you took that passion and brought it to this your new position, and now you're in a, a greater position to make Five change years later, and give marginalized voices. Chief development officer, yeah, now executive director, right, exactly. Who so would that, have guessed? Yeah, that gives that you know this, uh, that this would happen closes. to me. Yeah, you know, but hard work. I tell everyone. Consistency and hard work. Keep your head down. Do your job. Mm-hmm. Speak when you need to speak, but be quiet when you need to be quiet. You know, let your actions show who you are instead of "I'm all this, I'm that." Your words are okay, but actions speak louder than words. And I've been a faithful worker for the ten years, and it's paid off. Yeah, it's I was going to say, I feel like you feel very San Francisco to me. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> why I was. I, that's why Don't I was surprised. Tell my husband. Oh, that. sorry. I'll be the voice. No. Oh. <laughs> He's like, are you coming home? Oh. But yeah, yeah. I go but home you, every weekend. So yeah. But you, I, I, I'm born and raised in the Bay Area and lived here about 15 years now. And so you know, there's been changes here. Um, we talk about it often, but you feel very San Francisco to me. So I, I, I love San Francisco, but mm-hmm. my heart, my love is L.A. Really? I, 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 I live there. I like L.A. better. Mm. It's just more me. My husband is an uh, entertainer, actor, producer, Got and a writer. Yep. Mm. There's no work here for that type of work for a young man who's in acting. Mm. He's it's been hard. an actor for, what, 20 years? Mm-hmm. SAG and after. There's no SAG after projects here, but Mm-mm. a couple of Broadway stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I enjoy that better. Mm-hmm. But San Francisco has rewarded me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a member of the LGBTQ CEO ED group mm-hmm. for the last year, and it's just been amazing mm-hmm. of the things I've learned yeah. that I would love to take back eventually to L.A. when the right position pops up again. Yeah. I will go home. Is there the same type of um, place like St. James Infirmary in L.A.? St. James is the only sex worker clinic in the United so. States. Yeah. We just, as mm. December 10th, trademarked and patented it. We got the certificate last week. Wow. St. James Infirmary is the only sex worker clinic in the United States. Uh, There's something so wrong about that. I mean, New York is trying to get one, which Mm -hmm. we're trying to help. D.C. is trying to get one. Uh, We don't know where we'll allow them to use the name, but Hmm. um, it's been the only sex worker clinic that has, you know, been supported by the San Francisco DPH Mm -hmm. um, for the last 20 years. We are a clinic, peer and occupational health and safety clinic. Yeah. With a doctor, nurses, NPs, and now we have a mobile unit that goes out at night. So we are in clinic and a mobile clinic. Um, that's that's that go out most important, yeah. don't you think? It's amazing. It's amazing. And then, what new changes, if you can talk about it, are you are you thinking about for this new year? I, I mean, you've already raised all the money. So what, I want to <laughs> I want to thank Mayor Breed and the Board of Supervisors Matt Haney and Raphael Mandeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we just got one point one million for trans housing to do rental subsidies, mm. um, and uh, it was through the that. Board of Supervisors. Mm-hmm. Mayor Breed said it's in my budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to Claire Farley, special advisor to the mayor, another white trans woman mm-hmm. who uh, um, I think Lee, Mayor Lee, appointed. Mm. She's mm-hmm. the only office of transgender initiatives in the country. Yes. Mm. Yeah. She fought for it. And then she brought me in. And thanks to Sherilyn Adams, the CEO of uh, Larkin Street Youth Services, mm-hmm. we do over 25 for TGNC, transgender nonconforming, and they do under 25. Got it. So we're working together to house trans folks 
which are 18 times higher to be homeless than anyone in the LGBTQ and probably higher in anyone in the straight world. Mm -hmm. uh, they fall through the cracks and uh, we're going to give subsidies, help them with rent uh, for those that are trying to maintain a very expensive place. Mm -hmm. uh, San Francisco, Oakland, and we're going to go around, not just San Francisco, but up to Oakland if they want to go to Sacramento, wherever they want to go hmm. to get a place to stay. We're here to support them. Mm -hmm. And Mayor Breed and the Board of Supervisors put it in their budgets, unanimously voted for two years, and we hope to get a renewal for five years from Mayor Breed, which has just been reelected, and from Matt Haney and Mandelman and mm -hmm. um, all the other supervisors. Hillary Ronan has supported us She's from great, a DOSW yeah. grant for mm -hmm. 250 They've just been great to us. Mm. Uh, but we had to show transparency and that we are changing. Mm. Um, we are a professional group. A lot of people had thought St. James, peer-based. These are people from with high school diplomas running a company. That is not true. Mm. We are very educated. We're very bright with different paths and, and uh, trying to bring St. James to the 21st century. Mm -hmm. And uh, with all of that, are you still writing? <laughs> Um, no, gears a the, bit. The, the book, which came out in 2011, is mm -hmm. coming out in hard copy this year. Okay. We've done a short film called Heart of a Woman through my husband, Alton Moore, and British director, Keith Holland. And we're now looking to do a feature, uh, 1.5 hours. We have a 30-minute short. Okay. Uh, Angelica Ross from Pose, uh, Rachel oh. Sterling from The Pussycat Dolls, mm -hmm. Justin Timberlake from Showtime were my three main stars, and we hope to turn that into a feature. We're looking for $1.5 million if you're interested, folks. <laughs> but, you know, you're the if fundraiser. You invest in the movie. That's nothing. My Come husband said, if nothing else, say that. Yes. Fuck St. James. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he and, and myself and Keith Holland, we're all partners, uh, and we're trying to make this a feature about three people, a trans woman, a straight woman, and, and a man mm -hmm. working together, true story, traveling all over the country and the world mm -hmm. as escorts and messages. Mm. Um, and, I'd uh, watch it. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I, I worked with a, a girl named Carmen and a guy named Derek, and it was amazing. Both very beautiful people, and we all came together to make some money. Okay. Um, Can and, we talk more about this? Yeah. <laughs> so it's about sex and yes. mistressing and escorting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it helped start my law school career. Uh -huh. So, yeah. uh, you know, there was a purpose. Mm -hmm. um, she married very wealthy, a millionaire, and he's now in acting. So okay. here we are. Were you always a writer, or when did you decide you wanted to write this memoir? I was not. Memoir? You know, when I first transitioned back in 1999, um, my family, friends, I, you know, I had a degree from Wake Forest, some graduate work. I found myself in a bad situation where, you know, my mother, my family rejected me and my friends rejected me. Mm. You know, this is 1998, 99. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. say you are born in the wrong body. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You. This is how you were born. What do you mean wrong body? I mean, it wasn't as it is now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found myself in a bad situation. I was on the street with women who had no high school diploma, drug addicts, alcoholics on 14th Street in New York City, mm -hmm. dealing with the police, trying to make a buck, living in Harlem with three other trans women who had some type of addiction or alcohol or substance abuse or mental health. But, you know, I, I pressured my way through 
And uh, when I, I met my partner, Alton DeMore, who's a SAG actor, I told him the story. He said, this is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, you should, you, should, yeah. you should start writing about this. I mean, it I'm is. I'm like, writing about what? <laughs> about all the shit you've done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, hmm. So I began to do the little yellow pads and, and Kevin Hogan, uh, a Boston University uh, professor, uh, helped me put it together. And uh, it became a book yeah. with the help of Earl Manfield, a screenwriter, worked for BT, and we put it together. And the book came out uh, the same a week before Chaz Bono's book. Oh, okay. Uh, Chaz Bono wrote his book, I think a week, wrote it, but it came out a week after mine. Got it. And we were promoting our books pretty much at the same time. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. He mm. was transitioning from female to male. Right. I'd already transitioned at that time, and... and uh, um, we wrote the book, and then I found Keith Holland, a British director. His, his daughter's an actor on Arrow that, oh, yeah. that just ended. Um, and he said, we should make this a movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, we did a short movie with Angelica Ross at that time, who wasn't as known. But mm-hmm. now she's she died on Pose and is a big star. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rachel Sterling from Pussycat Doll, like, I do it. Mm-hmm. Justin uh, Berte from Showtime was like, I do it too. And there we had it. Okay. We did a 30-minute short. A proof of concept, okay. and now we're trying to push that to Netflix, HBO, Amazon for one point five hour movie. There's Apple TV, Apple TV, <laughs> <laughs> Hulu. Yeah, so many. Yeah, so Hulu. many. One point five million. One point five. And uh, here we are, and uh, we're hoping to do a feature to, you know, show the movie. Yeah, it's different than Pose. Uh, these are people who have more of a purpose. They're not drug addicts. Mm-hmm. They're not alcoholics. Right. They're just escorts and mistresses and masters mm-hmm. doing it for a reason. Right. You know, we wasn't really doing it on the street. We were advertising high class. Mm-hmm. So we weren't doing it, you know, on the block. Yeah. These are people who are, were very powerful, celebrities, rappers, who wanted company mm-hmm. in, in the Hilton and uh, five-star hotels. And we, we, we served that. Uh, hmm. Concept and we made money. Yeah, and then there's we a all, need. We all moved on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now uh, uh, she's, uh, I think, Carmen is happily married. Yeah, and uh, he's acting on a TV show. Yeah. So we've all achieved uh, our goal and moved on. And and nobody was a drug addict. Nobody was an alcoholic. Nobody had mental health. And it was just something that we did and we pulled together and just kind of for that couple of years was a family, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't a real family. We made money together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked together. We lived together. And what were the years? Uh, that was 1999 to about oh, 2004. Th- okay. Hmm. Um, and we traveled all over Vegas. We went to Please uh, tell Canada. me you have photos. Wow. Do you have video? And in the book, I bought a copy of the book. You have a, we have a picture uh, of the three of us okay. um, working together. And it talks about my beginning years, my college years at Wake Forest, meeting Maya Angelou, Mm. reading her poem, I Ride. So I decided, with her permission, I did ask. I wanted her to be more part of the book, but I couldn't afford her. Mm -hmm. So I named the book, I Rise, Mm -hmm. after her poem, I Rise, Mm -hmm. but the transformation of myself, Tony Mm -hmm. Newman, um, is how I came up with the title. And then she did do an interview with me and promote the book, Dr. Angelou, before she died. So it worked out good. It worked out okay. So you you say, and obviously it's obvious that you're an open book, but were there parts that were hard for you to share or hard for you to tap into? Not really. You Mm -hmm. know, I just, uh, Kevin Hogan said, listen, if we're going to do this, let's do it. If we ain't going to do it, don't do it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I talked about uh, being attacked, uh, you know, my girlfriend almost getting killed, Carmen. I mean, I I broke it down. They're like, you know, even though it was fun, we were making a lot of money, there were pitfalls. 
you know, even though we were seeing high class clients, there were some people who were really, really disturbed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there were some really moments that were like, oh, my God. You know, mm-hmm. we we were arrested, uh, had to go to court, fought it and won. You know, there was because it's still illegal. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sex work. Right. Mm-hmm. Escorting. Mm-hmm. It's still illegal. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, there were some pitfalls. And I wrote about it to say this is what happened. You know, this is how I am, who I am. It's made me a stronger person. And I'm not ashamed. You know, some people say, well, why did you say that? Um, there was no shame in it because I made money from it. Mm-hmm. And anything that you do, you should be able to speak about it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I did it. Yeah, it's if life. I, there's, it and there's growth in that. And, if I, you know, I interviewed maybe 100 times with a college degree looking for a job. And at that time, no one would hire me in those years. Mm-hmm. Um, transgenders were not as popular. Pose was not on. <laughs> right. Laverne right. Cox, Janet Mock, yep. all those cast of Pose. Mm-hmm. It's a different story now. Yeah. When mm-hmm. Chaz Bono and I wrote our book, transgenders were pretty much, um, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And now, what, seven years, eight years later, we've made a turn. Yeah. It's popular. Yeah. It's, you know, people are speaking about it. There's still complexities and I was going to ask you, how mm-hmm. do you feel about that? Because, yes, popular, I love Pose. But I'm coming you know, from a totally different I, background. I think it's great, okay. you know, but I'm from old school. Yeah. You know, this is Chaz Bono's old school. Right, yeah. You know, we're old school. Yeah. And great for the youth who you can now go to maybe 20 clinics in San Francisco and get trans care, p- pretty good trans care. Mm-hmm. Where for me, I had to leave North Carolina to go to New York and eventually come to L.A. to get good health care. Right. It was very uncommon. To go somewhere and say I'm trans, and they would say, "Well, what does that mean?" Right. Mm-hmm. I need hormones. What kind of hormones are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's different now. Yeah. It's a common thing. Yeah. So, you know, good for that. Yeah. Things and you're one. Of, and you're one of the 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 change makers in that. So I did my part. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of many. You know, there've been some great people before me mm-hmm. who laid the foundation, who died, and given their lives. But you know, I made it through. You know, pretty much. You know, not. Unharmed, but unscathed. Mm-hmm. I survived. And I, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with my life, with my job. And if I can show youth who are trans folk, you know, you can have love. You can own a home. Mm-hmm. You can have a job that you love. And you can be respected. If I've done that, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Because that's very uncommon mm-hmm. for trans folk to have those things. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna switch gears again to the women's march. Okay, because that's why we brought you here. <laughs> but this is fascinating, yeah. and <laughs> we can keep going. Tell us when you start raising that money, and we'll c- bring you back on. Yeah, when we talk about the movie, yes. I bring Keith Holland and <laughs> yes, Alton Demore, yes. please, and my cast. Yeah. We have room. We're, we'll rock this place. <laughs> yeah. We have a movie, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the women's march is coming up. You've mm-hmm. been asked to speak. Uh-huh. Are you allowed to share a little bit of what you're thinking of talking about um, or your I'm, speech, yeah. your topics? I, I, I begin to write it. I have a, to be quite honestly, I have a writer that I work with on all my speeches. So smart. Um, <laughs> um, I get I three minutes yeah. and I'm going to talk about trans woman power and trans women and men. Uh, rising, but mainly trans women and trans women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that theme, I rise. You know, I always start out with the poem, you may, you know, count me as dirt, but just like dirt, I rise. I always say one or two lines from the poem mm-hmm. to say that, you know, this is from my Angelo in 1981 at Wake Forest University. I was a freshman. She came as a first year Renaissance professor. She touched me in such a profound way 
you know, just like the black sea, I rise. I, I normally do that. And then I'm going to talk about trans women. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between trans women and women uh, yeah. in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of my transgender folk disagree with me, but I'm a trans woman of color. Mm-hmm. You know, I have sister-in-laws. I have a, a sister. And I always make that distinction. And I will be talking about trans women of color at the Women's March mm-hmm. and how we rise and the power and the support we need from women both black, white, straight, and gay, to help us achieve true equality. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what we're working on. Because most trans women live in economically uh, disadvantaged areas. They make under 25,000, which is what HUD calls poverty. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, that's what I'm going to discuss for my three minutes, do a little bit of the poem, and say I'm here to represent trans women, especially trans women of color. We're here. We need your support. Uh, we're a different type of woman, but we're still women, and we need support from the women here in San Francisco and across the country. Um, and um, that's probably my three minutes or so. Yeah. It's at 2.55 now. I, I will stay at three <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you have five more minutes to go. <laughs> well, Do you support well, trans wait. women? Say yeah. Five, yeah exactly. There you go. Just, <laughs> just hype it. Just hype it. We'll yeah, be there to there help you. you. Go. <laughs> um Tony, uh, we're going to wrap this up, but where can people find you on the Internet? Um, uh, I'm the executive director of St. James, so I'm at stjamesinfirmary.org. If you'd like to purchase the book, you can go to Tony with an idnewman.com. And if you're interested in finding out and, re- and looking at the short, you can go to heartofawomanfilm.com to see the short with Angelica Ross from Pose and to see all the cast that we had in the 30-minute the short. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank well, you I, so much. We're excited to have you back on the on the mic, and we're excited to see you at the march. And so. yeah, see you at the march. I'll yeah. be there. Cool. <laughs> Thank In you. my red. <laughs> I wear red for power. Nice. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was Tony Newman of the St. James Infirmary, also a featured speaker at this year's San Francisco Women's March happening on January 18th. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this when it comes out. Yeah, and uh, she's a powerful, badass bitch. (laughs) I'll say it. I Yeah, I couldn't... We always... We never have enough time, but damn, the stories she can tell. Right. (laughs) I was so happy that... And also, quite frankly, intimidated that she was the first one that emailed back. Yes. Uh, I was highly intimidated, Tony, if you're listening. Highly intimidated. And and I've lived a life. That's also why, and and I'm proud of the fact that she said, you know, it's about listening, sitting back and being quiet. And I feel like we did did that for her. Like, preach on, Tony. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) we think we lived lives. I mean. Oh, wow. I mean. Barely started. And I, I think something that's really beautiful about her message too is I, I feel like not only is the sex workers industry or, or escort industry very stigmatized mm-hmm. but you you assume one thing when you hear that term and, and it's not it's it's layered it's it's multifaceted it's and, and her story is coming from a, a very different angle and and the you know the outcome and the means to which where she she got to today it's you Yes. Sorry, I don't know where I'm going with that, but do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's much, much bigger than the stigma that that it has, and she's a trans, that's why I love her transgender story. woman of color that came out to her family in 1999, and uh, in the South, no less, I believe, right, South Carolina, I think she said. Well, I don't know if that's when she came out, but that's definitely when her transition. I mean, but yeah, yeah, it was a very different oh, it, time yeah. then, and um, yeah. 
Yeah. And here she is raising money and hopefully getting a movie together. So, um, raising millions. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> we, We're like, like you, you said, $50 yeah, for dinner. Yeah. We're like, can we just get $100 <laughs> to cover? Like, was, was that on air where she said, uh, she, like, somebody gave her $100,000 or something like that? Uh, no, I think that was, a- that was after the fact. She was talking about, uh, she was very kind afterwards to talk to us for a little mm-hmm. bit. And she was saying, you know, sometimes people say, why are you going on that podcast? How many viewers do they have? How many listeners do they have? And she's like, it doesn't matter. Even if it's just that one, that one out of six, she's had somebody, she was on a, a blog or a vlog mm-hmm. and one person w- watched it and decided to donate $5,000. And yeah. then other time someone donated a hundred thousand and it just, you never know where, um, that, where that where are you people? <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, but that's uh, she was saying. That's why she says yes to everything. Yeah. For, you know, as much as what she, she can. can. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, a good lesson too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm inspired by Tony. When mm-hmm. we walked out of the building, I was just like, I don't even know how you do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm tired, and I'm not uh, traveling between cities for a job. So, mm-hmm. she's a powerhouse. Yep. I get She's it. She's a powerhouse. I love it, and I, I needed that. So um, thank you so much, Tony. Thank you, SF Women's March, for connecting us. Uh, we will be at the SF Women's March, actually, tomorrow. So look, look for, for us. us. Uh, we'll be on stage prior, taking photos, and uh, we'll be on the side interviewing. And uh, I think we're going to do some on-the-street interviewing as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us at bff.fm every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30. We are powered by GoTo Productions. Bitch, please. <laughs>